0: Brand Win with Scott Robertson's Music Biz Marketing Strategies. Now, here's your host, Scott
1: Robertson. Hey, hey, everybody. Happy Friday. You are tuned to Make the Best Brand Win on Intertalk Media, the undisputed leader in Music Biz Talk. I am Scott, your host, and a man who thinks that you don't really know a person until you've tried on their dentures. Um, that's actually a story out of Indiana where a woman was recently arrested for stealing another woman's dentures and wearing them. Yeah. Yeah. So I tell you that story because, uh, no matter where you are in your life, what choices you've made, those kind of things, you're not there yet. You're not there. No matter where you are, you're not at the point where you're wearing another person's teeth. And I think we can all celebrate that to be quite honest with me in the boots is a man who always wears his own dentures. He's got a very strict, wearing his own denture policy. Paul B., how's it going, Paul?
2: Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, yeah, you just got to, I've, I've tried, I've tried many of other people's dentures, but at the end of the day, you just got to come back, come back to your <laughs> own. It just, it feels like home.
1: Uh, I mean, just when you think like you've heard the weirdest news story ever, somebody's like, wait, hold my beer, hold my dentures. <laughs> hold my dentures. <laughs> my God, I mean. Put my
2: dentures know. in your beer.
1: Exactly, we could spend we could spend a lot of time going over it, but I, I really don't have time today. But uh, but uh, that's a that's a that's a story that deserves like its own segment. By the way, anyway, who am I? What I do? I'm Scott Robertson. I run a company called Robertson Communications Corp, uh, also abbreviated as Robertson Com, public relations agency for uh, companies that uh, want to build trusted and beloved brands. How do you reach me? Um, at Robertson Com Two M's like communications.com on the website. Um, Facebook is facebook.com slash Robertson.com and Twitter is at Robertson.com two M's like communications, or you can shoot me an email to Scott at Robertson.com two M's like communications.com. And, uh, yeah, that's where you'll find me. And I love to get, uh, I love to get emails from folks that are listening to the show and, and uh, agree or disagree with something I've said or, or find it valuable. I had one person that, um, that emailed me and said that I saved them a whole lot of pain because, um, there was, a uh, there, there was a, a stupid idea being floated at their company, and and believe me, they they come every day, and uh and basically he he was thinking he was thinking about the show, and he was like he was like, well, I need to step in front of this, and I was like, man, kudos to you for stepping in front of it. I gotta say, I, not everybody has the guts to do it. As we will cover later in winning and losing, you're gonna see a whole collection of people who should have jumped in front of the train and didn't. Uh, and that's every week. Yeah, that's every week. You know, that's not like it's not like a special episode where everybody learns a valuable lesson this week. It's like that's every week, and so um, there's there's still not enough marketing people stepping in front of this stuff before it becomes a situation. Anywho. Uh, This episode is 130 and you were super duper smart because you tuned into this one. And, uh, you know, ye to the ha, man. Uh, Music products industry just got back from its annual hoedown in Nash Vegas uh, called Summer Nam. Uh, Nash Vegas is the new bachelorette party capital of the world. They have more than 80 bachelorette parties every weekend, according to uh, many Uh, I'm going to consider reliable Uber drivers that we talked to during the show. Um, And it was completely saturated with new guitars, amps, tech products, straps, and a very cool new uh, electric tip jar named Phil that I was involved in launching. And uh, I interviewed a bunch of them on the floor and uh, we're going to go through them along with, um, you know, we're going to do some winning and losing. And just I'm going to give you some some maybe some tips for a product launch. Uh, since I just got back from launching Phil the Tip Jar at Summer NAMM, so we'll just talk about that. Anywho, let's uh, without further ado. Um, I need to apologize first of all. My microphone that I use to record all these interviews on the show floor is uh, dying or dead or it's 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 gone. So I, 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 these interviews have some questionable audio quality, uh, you know, throughout. So I apologize for that to all my guests. Oh, there's no the show question today.
2: about it. It's garbage.
1: It's garbage. There you go. I like it. I can call it when I can call it. Yeah, and and viewers or listeners at home will be like, oh my god, what did he use to record that with? I should I could have you literally just used the phone mic, and it would have been like a million times stronger. But my mic um, had some technical difficulties during the show. Anyway, without further ado, I ran into this really cool company called Air Patch. It's a wireless effects controller that's coming uh, in in 2019. Really cool company. They're um they're trying to kind of make um your pedal effects wireless. And uh, and do and do that. And they have a lot of really cool tech around there and I encourage you to go and and check them out at um at uh aviataudio.com. That's aviate uh a-v-i-a-t-e-a-u-d-i-o so So aviataudio.com. Uh that's where they are. And you can check out Air Patch, which is their new wireless effects controller. And uh and let's let's hear what they had to say, hopefully. Here we go. Hey, this is Scott, we made the best brand win. I'm- So obviously you heard the mic difficulties. Also, there was somebody in the next booth playing at a massive volume that I think uh, did not help, uh, my, my microphone at that point. But anyway, cool company, Airpatch, go check them out at aviate audio, uh, uh, cool guys and, and good to see them in, the, uh, in the industry, uh, you know, trying to shake things up. Uh, next I talked to, um, a really cool company out of Nashville called Artifon and they, um, they make a really cool MIDI controller called instrument one. You may have heard of it, uh, just talking, catching up with them about what's going on at the show and hopefully this one's a little better. Maybe not. we go. It's Scott with the best brand win here at
3: SummerNAM with Adam from Artifon. So, Adam, what do you guys have at SummerNAM this year? So we are here in our Nashville-based company with the Artifon Instrument One. The Instrument One is our first product, and we call it a multi-instrument. It's a universal MIDI controller that you can strum like a guitar, bow like a violin, tap like keys, drum, and just about anything else. And we love being here in Nashville because we get to. Grow closer to all of the great artists in the area, and all of the wonderful people who help us get the word out about the product. Product.
1: Fantastic. Well, my show is all about uh, marketing and branding. So, what, how are you guys spreading the word about the company and the instruments? We do a lot of different
3: things. About the product, but the thing that I love working on the most, and one of the most uh, effective ways that we've seen it all come together is with our artist engagement program. We like, we think a lot about whom this instrument might benefit, um, so for instance, if you go on Instagram, you'll see a booming community of beat makers, people making beats with all different ways. They're using their MPCs, they're using acoustic guitars, they're using their voice. This is a community that we are able to tap right into and show them what a multi-instrument might be able to do to their workflow. We have an artist named Kelly Janae who's actually demoing in the booth right behind us right now, which is part of what you're hearing. And we found her through Instagram, and she's done this. She's made this amazing, she's created an amazing following for herself by doing these beats and and soloing over them. She's a very accomplished guitarist. So a multi-instrument, an instrument that can be played in a number of different ways, was completely perfect for that. And that's just one example. We've seen uh, all kinds of other communities, Uh, uh, like think about touring and live shows and things like this but seeing, when when you're talking about a musical instrument, seeing somebody really play it there's no validation that can possibly replace that so we really lean heavily into the artist and influencer side of digital marketing And You've been
4: listening to Adam
3: from Artifon and they're at Summer Uh, Thanks very much for your time Adam We really appreciate it. Thanks guys Good job
1: Cool. Cool. So, uh, that was, uh, that was Artifon and, uh, very like company, lots of more news coming from those guys, uh, excited to run into them at summer Nam. Uh, next I went over to the software section and I was talking to FL studio. Uh, FL studio, um, is a, is a, a great DAW, uh, that's been out there for a long time. A lot of people know it, but, uh, interesting to see them over at the software, uh, area. And I caught up with them and asked them some questions that you might be able to hear. Here we go. John. I'm here, Summer NAM, and I'm uh, here by the FL Studio booth talking to Jay. Jay, uh, tell me about FL Studio. What
5: you guys are about? FL Studio is a digital workstation. Right now, is is innovative in technology, and it's it's known for its uh, intuitive way how to make beats, how to uh, uh, process audio, and most of all automation. So when you have ideas and tricks that you want to do on the fly and do it quick Alfred Studio is definitely the way to go whether you are seasoned producer engineer or just starting off.
1: Nice and you were saying that the company's been around about 20 years
5: yes it's been around about 20 years it started back uh, it is a Dutch company so you know they build good stuff good software and it's, it's just a company that as well when you, buy it, when you buy the software, you get lifetime free updates. Um, it costs $100, the producer edition, so you get uh, compressors, EQs, VSTs, uh, everything for 100 bucks. that you can make a beat and upload it and you never know what can happen.
1: Nice, nice. And how are you guys, uh, my show's all about marketing in the music industry. Uh, what's the most effective thing that you guys are doing
5: marketing-wise right now? Marketing-wise, I believe with all these upcoming producers that they put in their stuff on SoundCloud, now they say what they use. And FL Studio has been the thing that everybody's like, hey, all I did was download FL Studio, I bought it, and marketing is just connecting with the... Hey, this is Scott with uh, May the Best Brand Win. I'm here with Dave Muslardy.
1: Well, we uh, so we we lost the last part of that answer from uh, FL Studio. Uh, some of my technical difficulties. Sorry about that. Cool, cool program. Make sure you guys go check it out. There were lots of uh, interest. There's a whole wall of like uh, software solutions at Summer Nam, and FL Studio is one of them. Uh, uh, you know, out there as as you said about the company's about 20 years old, so it's it's been out there uh, for quite a while. Uh, the next person that I caught up with was um, uh, an, an old friend uh, from the, my uh, my Jam Hub days when I worked with uh, Jam Hub, and that's Dave McCarthy. Who's now the general manager of Airturn, and that's the company that helps uh, live musicians out. Basically, turns their um, their uh, sheet music with a, with foot pedals and things like that. You've probably uh, seen like an iPad solution where they kind of have foot pedals and and keep the uh, lyrics and the uh, music going for musicians that um, need to need to do that with their feet. Anywho, um, uh, here's Dave. Uh, from Airturn, uh, Dave, uh, what are you guys doing showing at SummerNAM this year?
6: showing our line of Bluetooth control pedals. ...and uh, iPad holders. Uh, the unique thing about the stands is that they're miniature. They break down to 18 inches, so you can put a full tripod stand in your backpack. Uh, same with the boom and all that stuff. We uh, Our iPad holder can hold any size from an iPhone to an iPad Pro, which is unique. Most of them don't go that far. That's good. And then our, our pedal line is basically Bluetooth control pedals. What's unique about our pedals are, They're fully programmable. And so they can do any command that your keyboard can do, any macro command that your keyboard can do, and any MIDI command from control numbers. So if you're working with a digital audio workstation, you can have one button do your play button, one be your record button, and you can even send it out in the live room. It's wireless. These things will transmit a 100 feet line of sight. The batteries last 150 hours.
1: You guys, um, you're here at the trade show. Uh, uh, what's the marketing like for you guys? What, and what do you guys do to spread the word about AirTurn? We are a
6: really small company, and that includes the people who manufacture it. That's, yes. So yeah. um,
7: we're, we're in Boulder, Colorado. I,
6: I come from sort of a traditional background of reps and all that stuff at AirTurn. Because we're so small, we're really focused on the internet. So SEO, SEM work. AdWords, Google AdWords, all that stuff,
1: and it's, it's, um, uh that's, that's what we got from Dave, I believe. So anyway, cool company, check out what they're, uh, what they're up to, uh, you know, a couple new things, as he mentioned uh, from the show, you can go to airturn.com to, uh, to check out, uh, more on that company. And um, I also spoke with a San Diego guitar manufacturer boutique uh, manufacturer called Iconic Guitars. Talked to Kevin Proctor about what they're doing. Uh, let's let's see what he's got to say. I here with Kevin Proctor from Iconic Guitars, uh, right in San Diego, California. And
8: uh, Kevin, this is for talking to me a little bit. So, uh, so, Kevin, what is Iconic doing in summer now? Uh, we on a uh, couple of our tried. Uh, you know, here the Nashville market, a very guitar-centric market here. Love coming to this show. Uh, but one of the things that we bring and showcase this year is a lot of our uh, roasted maple necks. That seems to be a really big thing uh, going around right now. So we brought some of our classic models that we've introduced years and years ago, and we've updated them and add the uh, the roasted maple option, which has just been exper- Like every time, we, we can't even keep them in, in stock. As fast as we do them, they've been going. Um, and then we've got uh, uh, our new set neck models that we introduced at Winter Um and, you know, it's a little bit different crowd here. You see some folks here at SummerNam that, you know, may not make that trek all the way over to the West Coast and, and, and probably not want to battle all the people that are at, at Winter Nam. you know? You know?
1: My show's about marketing.
8: What, uh, what's working for Iconic? What are you guys doing to get the word out of the brand? You know, we partner with, um, and, and I would say that probably a large part of what we're doing is, is based in social media. Uh, Via, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and, and we try to be an integral partner with what our artists are doing. So if, uh, you know, they're doing a video with one of our guitars, uh, you know, for whatever artist they may be playing for, or, the, you know, if they're their own artist, we're trying to share those things and get those out because the revenue. Hey, this is Scott with May the Best Who- Brand.
1: Uh, I think that's, I think it's all we got from iconic. Sorry about that. My mic cut out one more time, but uh very cool company. And I encourage you to check them out at uh, www.iconicguitars.com. Yeah. Please go and, and, uh, and, and, check those guys out. Uh, San Diego based company. They had some really nice looking instruments there uh, as a lot of people did at the, at the, uh, the show. Uh, and that's it for this segment, but come on back, you are tuned to make the best brand win on Intertalk Media. The undisputed leader in music biz talk. Come on back we're gonna talk about who's winning and losing.
9: Serious about your music? Are you ready to run with the big dogs? The experts at Pitbull Audio have the gear to get you into the game. From leading manufacturers like Mesa Boogie, Fender, Pioneer, and American Audio. To sound your best, you need the best. Pitbull Audio can deliver in rehearsal, on stage, and into the big time. Dropping beats, shredding guitar, or making the crowd roar. Whatever you dream, Pitbull Audio can help make it happen. We are Pitbull Audio. We want you to play it loud. PitbullAudio.com.
10: This is Jackie Bertoni from Jackie's Groove. Come join me weekly on my journey through the music business as I take you behind the velvet rope interviewing industry notables such as Al Miola, Michael McDonald, and Al Giro, to name but a few. Listen to their stories on being in the studios recording number one hits and onto the stages throughout the globe. Allow me to be your music historian. You can hear me live every Monday at 2 p.m. and every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Standard Time or 24-7 on Jackie's Groove.com. Ready to get your groove on?
0: I'm Tim Dolbear, the host of Sound Experience on Intertalk Radio. Each week, I talk with top professional audio engineers, producers, musicians, and the manufacturers that make the tools that we use in the studio each and every day. From capturing the perfect take to mastering your final release, and the tools and how the pros use them, we are going to dive deep into their process and learn from their experience. I look forward to you joining us each week on Sound Experience
4: with me, your host, Tim Dolbear. Make this your Vinyl Night. I'm John J.R. Robinson, and every week, music creation comes alive through stories, experiences, and sounds when vinyl records filled our hearts and minds. My friends and I share our tips and techniques used in creation of iconic tracks for recording artists such as Michael Jackson, Eric Clapton, Quincy Jones, and Steve Winwood, to name a few. Vinyl has emerged hot, and the soul of vinyl defines art and passion, which burns deepest at night. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on intertalkradio.com. May the best brand win
0: with Scott Robertson's Music Biz Marketing Strategies. Now, here's your host, Scott
1: Robertson. Hey everybody, it is Friday. You are so smart because you are tuned to May the Best Brand Win on Intertalk Media. The Undisputed Leader in Music Biz Talk and I am Scott, your host. We're talking some companies that were at Summer Nam. Paul B, you uh, you got to dodge the uh, Summer name bullet this year. How huh? was yeah. uh, did you go to Comic Con? Uh, no, no, no Comic Con either. No Comic Con either. No no shows for you. You just kind of hung out and drank beers. Uh, right? I went to
2: see uh the Claypool uh, Lennon Delirium. If you know that. All project. right. Uh, How was that? That was that was pretty cool. That was a good show. That was that was right around the, the Comic Con same weekend as Comic Con.
1: Very nice. You know, as I mentioned before, you know, Nashville is the bachelorette capital of the world. And when we were out, uh, one thing that you could not help but notice was, holy good God, how many bachelorette parties could be in one place at one time? I've never, I've never seen anything I, like that in my life. I
2: remember hearing, on the, that, hearing that last year when I was there. I don't remember if it was from you or from somebody there. But I've heard that, I've heard that before that it was like the capital of the bachelor party of the world
1: and they're all wearing like temporary tattoos that say bride tribe and like the brides wearing one color and the bridesmaids are wearing another color and like they all just look uh, can I be honest they all look miserable they, <laughs> there's 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 misery there's true true misery going on yeah I'm not sure where it comes from. But uh, but just their, all their faces, they're just like, God.
2: Well, it's the, that heat, them, that heat kinda... and the tattoos and probably all sorts of like weird <laughs> bras and corset things going on underneath that you don't even know about.
1: You know what? It's one of those mysteries. We just, we, we just won't know. That's my experience of it is that, is that there were a million of them and none of them looked particularly happy and they were all kind of uh, yelling at each other in, in various ways. So it was interesting. All right, let's get to winning and losing. That's what uh, that's what everybody came here for. So uh, first thing we got to mention in winning is that, uh, is that Gibson made quite a bit of news on, on at the show uh, in, in very interesting ways. One of the things that, that they did, first of all, they had a booth on the show floor, a very commanding booth with a lot of artists and really made a strong presence. Um, throughout my entire history in the music products industry, Gibson has sort of been a no-show at Summer NAMM. And if they were in, they had a little you know, booth in the corner or, some, or something like this. But I mean, Gibson had a serious booth. They had artists. I mean, they showed up like a major guitar manufacturer should show up at a show in their hometown. So I thought that, that was brilliant. I thought that was brilliantly done. Um, And and it gave everybody the impression that, yeah, man, this company is back from bankruptcy and getting ready to kick some serious. But one of the things I really, uh, one of the pieces of news they made was they, um, they invited uh, Tom Oberheim, um, up and they, you know, he's the, he's the a synth legend, obviously of the Oberheim brand and Gibson, um, basically returned the Oberheim brand and intellectual property to the company founder of uh, Tom Oberheim at the show. Really cool move because they're already, you know, they're, they're battling Dean guitars and this IP thing that we've talked about in the show and, and all these kind of things. But really, a move where they scored a lot of points with people. There's, it's just a very heartwarming thing to see, you know, Oberheim get his IP and, and his company back, and um, and I think that that's um, it, it's cool to see that. You don't you don't see that in the news very often, and it deserves a shout out, and it deserves all kinds of winning. And I think Gibson was doing nothing but winning at this show, and I think that that is a um, is a good thing for them and a good thing for the industry, to be quite honest. Conversely. Um, forever 21, um, the, uh, retailer, you've heard of them, you know, um, they sell clothes, uh, to where you can forever aspire to be 21 and look like, you know, that, um, they got in trouble this week because they decided to send diet bars with all of their plus size orders. And I'll just say that again, uh, for the cheap seats there. So they, decided to send, uh, Atkins branded, um, bars, um, you know, stick with your low carb diet kind of thing included in the forever 21 packages, part of Atkins snack collection, which is marketed as a way to treat yourself without worrying about your carb count. So they are diet bars, uh, that you sent. And then, and social media, obviously plus size, ladies are getting things from forever 21 bought a swimsuit online from forever 21. They sent me an Atkins bar along with a thank you, reminding me that I don't have a, you know, a beach ready bod. Thank you. Um, you know, I received my order for five items in the plus session and this Atkins bar that slipped in there. I don't take kindly that people telling me how to live my life. So, uh, yeah, you know, there's all kinds of choices that you can make in marketing. All kinds of partnerships, all kinds of things that you can do. This is one that you don't ever want to make, right? Because it, and, and this is, this is where we talk about in the show when we talked about, you know, stepping in front of stuff. When, when you first encounter an idea like this and somebody says, Hey, I got a buddy that works at Atkins and we can include diet bars with our plus size things. I'm sure the ladies would be really appreciative. They won't, they, they won't, right? You step in front of that. If that person's talking in the meeting, you hit them with whatever's close near you and knock them unconscious. Um, You know, uh, the assault charges are going to be worth it because honest to God, this goes live. This is a death sentence for this brand, a retail brand. You know, I mean, we're talking about, uh, you know, a retail brand that's hanging on by a thread and you're going to piss off the world by sending Atkins bars to ladies that, you know, and uh, what are you thinking? thinking what are you thinking I mean that that's just that surpasses just your ordinary or ordinary level of stupid and flies right into just insane stupid I mean the one thing I can think of is the company's getting ready to declare bankruptcy and they said you know what blaze of glory we're going down in in a in a in a way that people will always remember how we went out of business that is the only way to do this. And make and make it make sense. And if they declare bankruptcy next week, then there you go. But but uh, as you might imagine from a public relations standpoint, none of this coverage has been positive. Everybody that's plus sized in the world with an opinion has weighed in on the negative side, right? And you don't have any defense if you're Atkins. You're like or you're at if you're Forever Twenty One. You're at if you're Atkins. You do because you're like, hey, we're a diet company, whatever. You know, Forever. But if you're Forever Twenty One and you just send it to the plus sized people. What the hell are you doing? What's the matter with you? Why? Um, so So much losing. I mean, our regular level of losing doesn't accurately cover how freaking stupid this is and how everybody associated with it should be fired and beaten with whatever objects are close by. Truth be told... That's how you have to handle this kind of stuff. And again, just like the, t- the person I talked to at the top of the show, when somebody comes up with a really dumb, really stupid idea in your company, you know, stop it. Make sure it stops. You know, if 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 you if you have a gut feeling that it's going to go bad, get in front of it. Bring in legal. Legal kill things all the time. Legal's great at killing things. Bring in legal. You know. Bring You know, one way the marketing can work with legal is if you see something stupid getting ready to come across the bow, bring in legal, um you know, a, a light up their, you know, spider sense about how this is going to get received and they'll kill it, you know, and that works too. But make sure somebody does, because this is, I mean, come on, come on. Enough said, all kinds of losing. um You know, speaking of retail. Uh, Amazon, the U.S. Treasury Secretary just came out and said that Amazon has destroyed retail. Uh, So so Stephen came out and he said he supports the Justice Department's antitrust review of the country's largest tech companies, particularly Amazon, um, which he says has destroyed and ruined um, retail. Uh, He says the company's destroyed the retail industry across the United States, and there's no question they've limited competition. Uh, Interesting, right? Interesting, because... To me, you know, this is this may be placing blame on the wrong place. Did Amazon kill retail, or did they provide a better option for consumers that were that was better for us? You know, twenty four seven availability um, that that sort of just changed the game, right? Twenty four seven available, uh, you know, access to shopping, um, you know, one day delivery, same day delivery, uh, low, lower prices, you know, be, you know, uh, easy returns. Um, you know, the, you know, all, all of those kind of things, you know, free shipping, all, all those kind of things that they did. Did they just create that good of a, um, you know, mousetrap, you know, for, for consumers or did they destroy retail? And then, you know, if you study the evolution of retail in the United States, you know, it wasn't always like, you know, Sears and Roebuck and, and Macy's and, and, and shopping malls and all that kind of stuff. Long ago, it was uh, very small community stores, you know, Main Street, USA, you know, uh, um, some of the first of those stores, by the way, were music stores and they sold uh, consumer electronics at the same, the same stores. If you uh, go back and look, it's kind of fascinating. Um, I encourage you to go to the museum of making music in Carlsbad, by the way, they uh, do a, do a good job of, uh, of really kind of explaining how uh, retail ev- evolved. But, you know, this is the thing, right? Did Amazon kill them? Or did they do their job and create a, you know, a better experience and consumers killed them by choosing the better experience? Right. I mean, it's um I don't know. I don't, that's an that's an interesting one. I think that I think that certainly after these comments, you know, there's no way to look at retail in any other way but losing, um, which is sort of unfortunate because I think that I think that Apple stores do just fine pretty well looking at their latest uh, stock report they're extraordinarily profitable um they're uh, a profit center uh for the um for the company um so it's kind of hard to say that all retail's been destroyed uh apple raises hand and goes um not our retail we doing just fine over here you know what i mean um but I think it did change the experience, right? It, it, it changes the experience just as shopping malls and larger, like Best Buy and those kind of things, that changed the experience from what people experienced before that, before that and before that and before that and before that. So are we talking about evolution, you know, or are we talking about something that needs to be broken up by the federal government? I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what they're doing. Justice Department's all over a lot of companies, uh, which brings me to my next story, by the way. Uh, we're going to say retail is losing, by the way. But Facebook is getting ready to pay the United States government $5 billion uh, for uh, privacy failures. Um, and we knew that was coming. Cambridge Analytica, uh, you know, fines, basically, for just being uh, fast and loose with consumer data and not disclosing anything, as, the, as creepy old Facebook will do. But what's interesting about the fine is so they pay five billion dollars, but there are no material changes to the way it has to do it, to how it has to do business in the future. And see I was expecting the big fine, but I thought it I thought they would come and say and now you have to disclose things and now you have to you know you, you know you know Facebook's going to continue to harvest the data it collects uh, to if its two billion users and use that information to run a really powerful advertising business. Really, really interesting. But you know one of the reasons, um, when I was, one thing I want to speculate on is we know that Congress is working on its own like GDPR privacy initiative. I will bet you money that that thing, which is aimed squarely at these guys, right? It's going to, so maybe they said you don't have to change the way you do business, but Congress is coming and they're going to get you to change the way you do business because it's creepy right and and you know the justice department got what they wanted they got their 5 billion dollars and they were able to slap facebook uh hard on the wrists you know for this this privacy issue is going to become extraordinarily interesting marketing um as a whole doesn't really have a conscience about how it uses people's data about how many times it communicates with people it kind of has a one you know, stop shop one, you know, single mind mentality that says whatever it takes to get the sale, we're going to do that. Whatever it takes. If we have to send eight emails to you, we're going to do it. If we have to send 8,000, we're still going to do it. If we have to do robocalls, yes, we're still going to do that. And if we have to, if we have to, you know, bug you and bludgeon you over the head with the message until you're bloody and just submit, you know, we'll do that too. Cause we don't care because we're marketing and we don't care. Apparently. Um, uh, by the way, uh, that flies completely in the face with my philosophy of marketing, which I believe you should attract people with things that you're doing and not bludgeon them over the head with things because you're in the relationship business. If you're in the relationship business, then you better care about how many times you, you reach out and touch people because if you reach out and touch them one time too many, they're going to end the relationship with you forever right there. Um, so it all kind of depends, like on the episode I talk about, and when we talk about privacy uh, in depth, it's always gonna, always going to come down to the question of: What do you care about? Do you care? Are you are you are you selling stuff, or are you building relationships? And it literally is that decision point. Because if you're selling stuff, then you will do, and then there are any tactics that you would take to achieve achieve that objective. But if you're in the relationship game, you can't do that because you have to care about what the audience thinks about things. Really, really important. So, anywho. Facebook losing $5 billion. Congress getting ready to drop their own GDPR. Definitely losing when that hits. Uh, California Data Privacy Initiative goes into effect in 2020. That's going to be fascinating for marketers that play fast and loose with people's data. California's going to get rich off of that money. Yeah, so, anywho... Did you know that Reverb was sold? Etsy, uh, the little uh, little shops, you can buy T-shirts and jewelry and stuff from all the craft people around America. Um, uh, Etsy has acquired the musicians marketplace for two hundred and seventy-five million dollars. Was announced at name. So we got to say that Reverb, um, which is a, a pretty was a pretty disruptive force as an online marketplace and a community for musicians. Um, you know, it's about you know, Etsy is kind of an e-com website that specializes in handmade vintage items they, uh, they bought it for $275 million. Fascinating. So reverb is kind of like eBay for musicians, although eBay is also eBay for musicians, just so you know. Uh, it was uh, founded in 2013 by Chicago music exchange owner, David Kalt, as a solution for people who want to buy and sell instruments online. Uh, Kalt's still involved and he, um, uh, made some statements. You can check it all out on musicradar.com. Uh, it was also on the street and a few other things. So. Uh, check that out. I think Reverb's definitely winning. Uh, Etsy remains to be seen what they're going to be able to do with this new piece of, uh, of music. Um, this new mu- music marketplace they've acquired. it be interesting to see what they're going to try to do with that. Um, so, And the last story that I have is that uh, Congress is finally working together on something that we can all get behind. Congress does so little well. They just suck. Like, across the board. Awful. But they are doing a, um, a bipartisan bill that will end robocalls, and it just passed the House 429 to 3. So basically, uh, the House of Representatives passed the Stopping Bad Robocalls Act. I love the title of the act, by the way. Stopping Bad Robocalls Act by a nearly unanimous vote. Um, very, very cool. So this will prohibit phone companies from passing on the cost of robocall enforcement to consumers. And you know at and was getting ready to do that. You could just feel it. Um, uh, and I've also got a... Uh, I've got an app called Nomo Robo, which I can recommend, which stops robocalls nicely. Pretty soon, you might need, you might not need the 199 a month for No More Robo, or to register with AT and T and their, um, you know, privacy protection, because it looks like they're gonna, um, you know, they've really gone to bat on this, um, this robocall thing. And like I said, both Democrats and Republicans can finally agree that robocalls suck. I've often said on this show that if you uh, have robocalls as part of your marketing strategy. You're not a marketer. You're a pain in the ass and you're a problem. You're a huge problem that should be beaten. But that's just one man's opinion. And you were listening to uh, May the Best Brand Win on Intertalk Media. Uh, come on back. I'm going to give you I'm going to a couple more interviews. Um, and then I'm going to give you a few product launch tips, kind of what we did with Fill the Tip Jar. Talk to you in a few.
0: I am Tim Dolbear, the host of Sound Experience on Intertalk Radio. Each week, I talk with top professional audio engineers, producers, musicians, and the manufacturers that make the tools that we use in the studio each and every day. From capturing the perfect take to mastering your final release, and the tools and how the pros use them, we are going to dive deep into their process and learn from their experience. I look forward to you joining us each week on Sound Experience with
9: me, your host, Tim Dolbear. Are you serious about your music? Are you ready to run with the big dogs? The experts at Pitbull Audio have the gear to get you into the game. From leading manufacturers like Mesa Boogie, Fender, Pioneer, and American Audio. To sound your best, you need the best. Pitbull Audio can deliver in rehearsal, on stage, and into the big time dropping beats, shredding guitar, or making the crowd roar. Whatever you dream, Pitbull Audio can help make it happen. We are Pitbull Audio. We want you to play it loud.
4: Pitbullaudio.com. Make this your Vinyl Night. I'm John J.R. Robinson, and every week, music creation comes alive through stories, experiences, and sounds when vinyl records filled our hearts and minds. My friends and I share our tips and techniques used in creation of iconic tracks for recording artists such as Michael Jackson, Eric Clapton, Quincy Jones, and Steve Winwood, to name a few. Vinyl has emerged hot, and the soul of vinyl defines art and passion, which burns deepest at night. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on EnterTalkRadio.com.
10: This is Jackie Bertoni from Jackie's Groove. Come join me weekly on my journey through the music business as I take you behind the velvet rope interviewing industry notables such as Al Dimiola. Michael McDonald and Al Jarreau, to name but a few listen to their stories on being in the studios recording number one hits and onto the stages throughout the globe allow me to be your music historian you can hear me live every Monday at 2 p.m. and every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Standard Time or 24-7 on Jackie'sGroove.com ready to get your groove on? May the
0: best brand win with Scott Robertson's Music Biz Marketing Strategies. Now, here's your host, Scott
4: Robertson.
1: Hey everybody, it is
4: Friday
1: and you are tuned to May the Best Brand Win on Intertalk Media. The Undisputed Leader in Music Biz Talk. I am Scott, your host. A man who just went through a whole bunch of winning and losing stuff. Paul, what did... What spoke to you this week, man? What spoke to you?
2: <laughs> well, the Forever Twenty One one was great. That's, that's just goodness. precious.
1: <laughs> My goodness,
2: right? Yeah. Um, can you uh, can you plead uh, temporary insanity in bankrupt proceedings? Is that the strategy? Is that <laughs> like? Does that get you off the hook somehow with your creditors?
1: Man, I I honestly, I, I like I said, I I don't know what I I don't know what uh, the thought process is behind uh behind something like that i don't know how anybody thinks that's going to be taken any way but terribly and the, I, I was i was joking with my wife i said i go that's like that's a blaze of glory strategy
2: yeah
1: that's a hey we all got the word we're all going to be fired next week what can we do
2: what can yeah, we do to go, really light it on fire epic yeah
1: <laughs> epic like an uh, just an, an epic end to the business yeah like uh Is it, when you're
2: oh, city, yeah. like burning your city before uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> before the visit It stated. was
1: all of that. <laughs> My God. And you're like, I mean, you, you just have to laugh and go, it, to, to me, everything that you have to do in marketing goes through so many approvals and checkpoints, right? No matter what company you are, even the smallest startups, you know, have some kind of approval process and nobody along the line stepped in front of that. Yeah. Nobody did. Yeah. They all just said, "Yep." Emperor's great. wearing plenty of clothes. Looks great to me. <laughs> Looks great to me. I'll uh, I'll see you later. My four hundred one k is almost full. Mm. It's like what the hell?
2: Pretty crazy, right? Yeah. And then the the other thought I had with the, the robocall bill that passed, you said what for? Yeah, for her to th- to three. Uh If you're looking for which congressmen are robots. That's probably the three, the three that voted nay. I I would look at those guys closely with a screwdriver.
1: Nice. Exactly. You're looking at it going, going, I see you voted for the robocall bill. Don't want to turn against your people. I see. I get it. I get it. Oh man, I'm so glad that Congress is doing something. I mean, it's it's cool to see Congress do anything, to be honest. But that was that's a really well, good one. It's probably really the
2: one. the one thing that affects them just as much as regular people. They're probably exactly. annoyed by getting these phone calls, just like anyone else. So they'll get off. Their I asses can't for tee that.
1: off. I can't tee off because I keep getting uh, th- people yeah. keep asking me about my commercial real estate interests. <laughs> yeah. Well, fun, fun. Well, cool. Let's get back to the show. So uh, all the show, we've been talking about Summer Nam 2019. I got a couple more interviews for you. Uh, again, apologies for my awful microphone, which cut in and out on some of, my, some of my stuff. But hopefully we can still get the gist of these things. Next one up is Gator Cases. Uh, and I talked to uh, Crystal Morris, um, you know, who is the president and CEO of the company. Talked to her about what's going on at the show. And uh, let's uh, let's hear that one. Win. I'm at Summer NAMM, I'm here with Crystal Morris from Gator Cases. So Crystal, um, what are you guys showing at this show that's new and exciting? Yeah,
7: thanks for coming over. I'm super excited about our new retro racks. So they look like amps, but they're actually racks. Um, I think everyone that's walked by just thinks they're super vibey and cool.
1: Nice.
7: Um, and We actually have some unbelievable new uke bags that are like high-end ukulele. For the Kemper, for um, the Ox, for the Helix. So just kind of some popular items out there. We got some new coverage. New ways to carry around. Take care
1: of it. Nice. Yeah.
7: Ergonomic uh, bass straps for positions yeah. like me. Oh man. Okay. So our business. We have come up with this cool new design. Starts with the fact that it is fully adjustable while you wear it. So most guitar straps you have to either like you have to either have a ladder system. Try it out. Right. High or low. Our new patent-pending uh, design lets you up and down while you're wearing it. So that's super cool. And then we wanted to, not that you're very young, but lots of times when you play a lot of guitar, your shoulder is hurting. Yeah. So we were looking for a solution for that. And um, we've developed this ergonomic strap that's actually like a split strap design. Still looks cool, but it lets you kind of shift it on your shoulder to spread the weight out. Um, and we're really seeing like every person's come by and tried it, just loves it. heavier the bass, the better. Very nice.
1: Very nice. So, what's, what are you doing to spread the word? What's really working for you, marketing-wise, these days? These days, Obviously
7: a lot of it exists online. So, see on all the social platforms. Um, also, think YouTube is a great vehicle. People are out watching videos. We're doing a lot of video work. Um, and then it's you know partnerships. A lot of partnerships where we work with other companies, other um, retailers, to help get the word out and talk about new product. Awesome. So, but. Yeah. A lot of online presence.
1: Awesome. Well, you guys have been listening to crystal Morris from Gator and, uh, this is Scott signing off from summer Thanks so much, Crystal.
7: Awesome. Thank you for having me.
1: Nice. Very cool. What sounded like she was on the surface of the moon doing that interview. That's my lovely, my lovely microphone, which I will never be using again for any type of interview situation, but I encourage you to check out those ergonomic straps. Um, really, really cool. And, um, and, and, you know, absolutely. Especially if you, if you, uh, you know, I can, I can attest that if you, uh, you know, play a lot of shows, you're wearing a heavy bass, you know, on your shoulder, it it definitely takes its toll and you, uh, you know, if, if they have a way to space that out to where you can, um, you know, put a little more pressure on the back or you you can split the, uh, the pressure points on the shoulder. I think that stuff is ingenious and, um, you know, keeps us uh, older folks from, uh, let us play Freebird just one more time. You know what I'm saying? It's all about playing Freebird. And then the uh, last one I want to talk to is was my client that I was there uh, helping to launch, one of my clients, um, and it's a brand new interactive tip jar uh, called Fill the Tip Jar um, that basically, uh, well, I'll just let the, uh, the president of the company, uh, Chris, tell you all about it. Here you go. So that's going to be on...
11: So, uh, Chris? Well, I want to first say thanks to you, Scott, because I met you at CES, and you uh, brought this baby to life. So we now have filled the tip jar. It's our first appearance at NAMM, and we are getting a great, great response. And, uh, you know, what, what are some of
1: the people? Uh, you know, tell, everybody who doesn't know what Phil is, maybe you a little bit.
11: This is the world's first uh, interactive tip jar. So what happens is there's an automatic card that's dispensed when somebody tips. So I don't know the last time you tipped somebody if they actually gave you a thank you card. So this machine actually will dispense a, a card that's pre-printed that the band can put their their uh, logo on. They can also put uh, their playlist on the back or any kind of fun facts they want to create some nice audience interaction.
1: Awesome. And what kind of stuff are you guys doing to market the, uh, the tip jar these days?
11: Uh, we're just kind of doing a of mouth and we're working social media presence and kind of getting some different interviews and different press but with this NAMM show it's all dialed in for your musicians and it's been a huge hit because especially in Nashville every one of these performers out there have some makeshift uh, bucket or pail of some sort with something crazy written on it and they're just really loving the aspects of being able to personalize it to them as a musician and get people aware of their social media presence and be able to follow up with them and follow them around as a uh, performer.
1: Uh, well, you guys have been listening to Chris from Fill the Tip Jar uh, from Good Fortune Industries, and uh, this is Scott signing off for the show. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Scott. Have a great day. Very, very cool. So yeah, Fill the Tip Jar. So, so like I said, I was there working, uh, working the Fill the Tip Jar booth. Um, really cool product. It was, it was. Uh, it got some really fantastic reactions. And I thought I would leave you in segment three here uh, with a few product launch tips. You know, kind of how how do you how do you launch something like that. And, um, you know, uh, you know, really at any budget level, number one, you want to start with a great message. The cool thing about Phil, the tip jar is, yeah, it's a cool product, but we made the message, uh, the, the message is all about, you know, tips are love and just let them love you, you know? And so we, we really talk about that, that message and how important it is to bands, um, even at a deeper level than, you know, the monetary gifts that they're getting from, um, you know, uh, f- from folks that appreciate the music, uh, the fact that they're that to bands that represents appreciation, that represents love, that kind of thing. And so that's really where we kind of anchor the message. And it gives us a lot more storytelling to um to do. Uh, so, you know, we don't have to just talk about this kind of novelty that has lights and sounds and spits out cards and that kind of thing. We can talk about kind of a the larger uh issue of um, of tipping bands. And a lot of bands work on nothing but tips, particularly in Nashville. They just work that tip jar like crazy. And as Chris said, um, you know, they uh uh, you know, they have terrible tip jars, my God, they, they, they you know, giant buckets and, 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 things like that with a sign written with the Sharpie and that kind of stuff. And our message kind of with the, to fill the tip jar was, you know what, do better have, you know, this is the only piece of gear that you have on stage. that's actually going to put money back in your pocket. The rest of it's just going to, you know, suck you dry. Uh, you know, which is fine. We love that. But, you know, since it, since this is going to do that, it's worth a little bit of investment to make sure it's a professional package. And, um, and I can attest from using, uh, one of the, uh, uh, prototype units of, uh, fill the tip jar with my, uh, my band is it does increase your tips about three to four X every time you use it. I'm going to use it tonight. It's going to be full of, uh, dollar bills. It's going to look like, you know, the band, just a bunch of people just went to a strip club, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be filled with that. That's what it's going to be. So anyway, but tip number one, start with a great message so that you have a place to go with your marketing. You know and, and make sure that message is all about them in this case our target is bands and musicians and so we make sure we want to talk about uh, things in language that they understand that they and they will uh, appreciate and like a uh, number two um that you want to do in, on with any kind of product launch is you want to find some friendlies out there in the media and you want to precede some review units out there and try to time your launch co- your your reviews coverage maybe a couple get a couple of reviews coming out Right around the time of your launch window, this is a cool little PR strategy. It works well if you um, if you can execute the timing right. Like we sent one to um, uh, to New Atlas Magazine, um, you know, formerly Gizmag, and um, and he was able to drop the review right the Monday that the, going into the show. So going into the show when you you know click on fill the tip jar, you didn't even get our website. You got a very comprehensive review from a reviewer about the product. And that helps sell the product that helps uh, people trust the product. It helps people trust the brand, that kind of thing. Um, especially something like new Atlas. We have another one um, uh, coming out from harmony central, uh, which is another kind of trusted review source. Um, and, and uh, they and we got them that product, you know, a couple of months ago and uh, that review's is coming out, you know, in the next week or so. Um, so, so, I recommend that strategy to precede your review units, you know, try to time your coverage in your launch window. That's nice. Now, number three, you know, try to get lots of feedback at every stage. If you're doing a product launch, I mean, you just can't get enough feedback, right? So we got feedback, you know, at, you know, before the show at the show, you know, we talked to musicians beforehand, feedback, 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 because that's going to, um, you know, interrupt any kind of, you, you might be able to find, um, you know people have objections to the product or, or people you know the price point's not right and those those kind of things as much feedback as you can get is really really going to help you um and if you're a smart marketer you're you're into the data right you're into the data and uh and this is this is the time when you want to get it when you're planning planning a launch you want to try to get as much feedback as you can out there um number 4 my tip my fourth tip is is make sure you have a contingency plan um a lot of people you know ha- have a plan and basically say okay we're going to do x y and z but if one of those stages fails or if something doesn't, you know, doesn't go quite right for you, what is your contingency plan to work to work on this? Like when we launched um, fill the tip jar, the buy now button, you know, wasn't working um, the the morning of you know, we have all this great press and we have all this thing. And then you can't buy the thing because uh, the buy now button kind of, um, you know, technical difficulties kind of. Um, crashed on us. Right. Uh, And we're still kind of looking into exactly how that happened because it worked the night before. And of course it crashes that morning, you know, so, you know, our contingency plan for that was the fact that we just let people know, you know, keep trying, it's a startup, you know, you know, we, 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 you know, we put messages out and um, you know, about, uh, you know, this is how we plan for this contingency. You know, this is what we're, you know, if you can't buy it right now, it's going to be up soon and, you know, and, and try it in a, you know, in a few hours and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, make sure you do that, you know, just, you know, kind of using that as an example, think through all these pieces. And if this doesn't work, then what are we going to do? And if this doesn't come through, then do we have another, um, you know, plan, you know, beyond that, uh, you know, very, very important in all stages of, uh, of PR to do that. So, so far on our product launch tips, we have uh, number one, you want to start with a great message, great message, right? Really spend time on the message. Um, I talk about that a lot, but there's just so many things where you just don't understand what it is or what the relevancy is to you or why they're even out there talking about it. I saw a lot of that on the show floor. I'd be walking by people's booths and I'd be like, so what is this? And I had to ask like 15 questions to get to what it, it, is there any relevancy to me in this thing? Make sure you do that. That's really, really important. Uh, like I said, number two, precede review units, trying to get your uh, time, your coverage in that right launch window. Uh, number three, you know, you're always getting feedback. You're using that feedback to improve what you're doing, improve messaging, improve, you know, your touch points, those kind of things. You know, number four, um, you you want to make sure that you uh, that you know that you have a contingency plan. Um, those kind of if then statements. Uh, you know, really, really important, important stuff. Um, and, and it makes you, you know, it makes you sleep better at night too. You know, if you, you know, if, if the review doesn't come out as planned, then, you know, what else do you have? You know, what, what, what else are, you, are we going to do? If this doesn't happen exactly the way that we want it to happen, then what else are we going to be able to do? Um, Fortunately for fill the tip jar, everything kind of locked together and, and, and happened the way that we expected it to happen, except for the buy now button. And then we you know, had to kind of quickly jump into into crisis mode and get that fixed uh, back at home base, you know, while we were at the show trying to, you know, get things done. So, and then the number five is, um, it, this is really important. When you, when you cross the goalpost, you know, of what you're trying to do with your launch, celebrate it. You know, make sure that you don't get, uh, and I see startups do this all the time. They kind of move from one, um, you know, one set of goals to the next one. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But especially on a launch, you know what we did with fill the chip jar, we all went out, we raised a glass to fill, we, we, you know, we, we raised a glass and we celebrated the milestone moment of the fact that this product, you know, is, is come to market. People are seeing it. People are getting, you know, we are accomplishing our goals, you know, in the launch and take your time to celebrate your wins you know, we don't always win, you know, so, so take your time to, uh, to celebrate those. It is really, really important. Uh, not enough people do it, uh, because they feel like, oh, well, we got to, you know, go to the next thing and get up that early the next day. It's like, you know what, that, that stuff's going to be there, but make sure you take your time to, uh, to celebrate. It's really, really important. I'm glad we did it. Like I so said, we kind of marked that, we marked that occasion. Uh, so those are my tips for uh, for launching a product uh, kind of effectively at a trade show or apart from a trade show. So what have we learned? You know, we learned there were a lot of really cool and interesting companies at Summer Nam, uh, taking advantage of the strong economy, and of course the eternal draw of uh, playing a musical instrument, which uh, which I don't think is ever going to die out. Uh, more people interested in playing music ever than ever before, and I think that that is a a good sign for the for our world. You know, for me it's always a great time to catch up with friends. You know, meet new people and uh, continue in my lifelong quest to, uh, to save marketing from really bad marketing. <laughs> and uh, hopefully we're still getting that done. So that's all for me, folks. But we'll see you uh, next week with a brand new show. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. You know what's all around you every waking moment of your life? Marketing. You're choking on it. I'm Scott Robertson, and when it comes to strategic PR, branding, and marketing, I've seen it all. And actually, I'm still seeing it because bad marketing never sleeps. Join me each week on May the Best Brand Win right here on Talk Radio and learn how to make the marketing for your brand unforgettable.
0: Hi, this is Tim Dolbear from Eclectica Studios. I'm a full-time mixing and recording engineer. I work with Grammy winners, labels, and indie artists using state-of-the-art digital mixing and restoration tools and the very best in analog gear. Really, though, it's my ability to bring tracks to life and fulfill your vision for your music. This has made me sought after by producers and artists worldwide. So spend your time working on music and not chasing a mix down a rabbit hole. Go to timdolbear.com and check out our free one-song mix
9: offer. Are you serious about your music? Are you ready to run with the big dogs? The experts at Pitbull Audio have the gear to get you into the game. From leading manufacturers like Mesa Boogie, Fender, Pioneer, and American Audio. To sound your best, you need the best. Pitbull Audio can deliver in rehearsal, on stage, and into the big time. Dropping beats, shredding guitar, or making the crowd roar. Whatever you dream, Pitbull Audio can help make it happen. We are Pitbull Audio. We want you to play it loud. PitbullAudio.com
10: this is Jackie Bertoni from Jackie's Groove. Come join me weekly on my journey through the music business as I take you behind the velvet rope, interviewing industry notables such as Al Di Miola, Michael McDonald, and Al Jerome, to name but a few. Listen to their stories on being in the studios recording number one hits and onto the stages throughout the globe. Allow me to be your music historian. You can hear me live every Monday at 2 p.m. and every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Standard Time or 24-7 on Jackie's Groove.com. Ready to get your groove on?